Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us again today. And if you're a first-time listener, super. And if you uh, subscribe and get this podcast every week, that's great. Today, actually, marks uh, 26 episodes, so half a year uh, worth of episodes as we started, hard to believe, six months ago. And uh, hopefully uh, you're enjoying these podcasts. Always appreciate uh, positive reviews on whatever site, Apple, uh, wherever you may be listening, Simplecast, one place. It's great to have uh, those reviews and also sharing this podcast with people saying, you know, I've been listening. It's really helping me. Appreciate that very much and hope that you uh, want to do that as we mark this halfway through the year or at least our year as far as this podcast beginning. And today we are continuing talking about various styles based on the content from my new book, You Got Style, How Discovering Your Personal Style Impacts Your Faith, Family Finances, and much more. Great book. Obviously, I'm excited about it. And it's getting some great reviews, and I'd love for you to have it. You can order it from my website, rickmcdaniel.com, and get a signed copy. Uh, But you can certainly get it from Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any number of other retailers. The book is available in both hardcover and softcover and ebook, And very soon will be available in audiobook as well. So any format that you could possibly want the book will be available. And it's a book that talks about various kinds of styles that we have. And I've talked about so far thinking and financial styles, and we're probably going to cover another three or four styles. Today, I want to talk about learning styles, because that's something that we're familiar with in terms of, you know, you've heard that terminology, learning styles, but do you know your learning style? Each of us learns in our own way. And uh, there's a reason why you learn more easily in certain situations than in others. And really, understanding your learning style can help you make sense of past learning experiences, and it certainly can help get the most out of future learning opportunities. A learning style is the way you perceive or see information and then use or process what you've learned. If you don't know your learning style, you absolutely should. And, And I'll tell you something else. If you're a parent, you positively need to not only know your learning style, but your child's learning style, and if you're an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent, anyone that has uh, any kind of influence, let alone teachers or coaches, that with children, this is just crucial to know. But again, it's important for adult learners to know as well. So whoever you are, wherever you might be in your life, this is something you just absolutely should know. And your learning style has nothing to do with your IQ or your achievement level or your socioeconomic background. It's not about those things. It does hold clues about how to develop your natural abilities to their highest levels. Absolutely. You can learn what your learning style is, and it's going to help you to reach your full potential. There's just no doubt about it. I think that knowing your learning style can really dramatically impact you in terms of your opinion of yourself. Because, you know, you may think, oh, I'm not that smart. Um, You know, I don't really have much to offer. I'm not someone who can ever achieve great things. And you're basing that on, say, your grades in school. You know, you just maybe didn't do well in school. And in reality, uh, 
it's that people just don't all learn the same way. And frankly, schools are, are tilted toward uh, a certain kind of learning style. And those of us, and I happen to be a beneficiary of that because that's my learning styles we'll talk about in a moment, just really means you can succeed better at school. And so it's a bit unfair, you know, that you get better grades and then you end up in the, the premier colleges and universities. And it may, in fact, be because of your learning style that it held you back, not because of your innate intellectual ability by any means. Effective learning follows a certain process. Learning doesn't take place in a vacuum. What we already know provides the foundation for what we'll learn. And this connection prepares us to learn new things. So evaluating you know, what you hear, see, and experience is complex, to say the least. Past preferences, biases, skills, other factors impact how you learn. How you have learned, how you will learn. But this process does follow a consistent pattern. In order to learn anything, you need to eliminate distractions and anything that limits your ability to assimilate information. This gives you the opportunity to really focus on learning and give your full attention to it. You need to be able to make sense out of new information in a way that matches your concepts of the way that things work or, or what you have in existing knowledge. This may first mean unlearning something, maybe, so new learning can happen. The next step is, is relating new information with existing patterns or knowledge in your short-term or long-term memory, and this connects the information what you already know. And then new information is comprehended, and new knowledge then, then can be used. I mean, that's the cycle. It can happen in a very short period of time, or it can take much longer, especially if the information is more complex or confusing to you. When this cycle is successfully completed, you'll most likely feel positive and you'll be ready to apply what you've learned. And if you've experienced difficulties with one of the steps, then you may have a more negative opinion or even feel that you're confused. Understanding your learning style will help you to identify where you may encounter challenges along this learning path. So it is just vital to know this information, absolutely vital. Your learning style can give you a much more positive attitude about learning in general. You know, maybe you're just not, you know, big on it, big on learning. You know, I would, as I've talked about in this podcast, uh, lifelong learning is the key to success. I did a, a whole series of episodes on success. I mean, you got to be able to feel positive about learning and just really embrace learning. If you don't feel good about learning, you, you're not going to do that. But if you do, hey, then, you know, it's going to be good for you. It's going to move you in a positive and right direction. And just to show how this works in terms of learning and supposed innate intelligence, this professor at Ohio State, Jay Sigorsky, did a study, you know, do you have to be smart to be rich? And he concluded that someone of average or even below average intelligence is capable of accumulating as much or more wealth than someone who's extremely intelligent. Let that just sink in. These are, these are his words. During the course of a lifetime, those of average intelligence can accumulate a lot of wealth through wise investments and other methods by learning 
through various means. In other words, a positive learning stance about finances is more important than your IQ for gaining wealth and financial security. So it's just crucial to, to understand your learning style. There's just no way to get around it. And this really comes down then to who came up with these styles. And the woman's name is Bernice McCarthy. She developed what's called the format, the, the number four MAT, the format system, where she identified four distinct learning styles. This is her material that she developed through years of research. Identifying your learning style can just simply change your opinion of yourself, and it's just vital, vital information. So we're going to stand, spend the rest of this episode talking about learning styles and, and seeing if we can help you to determine yours and also, again, be prepared to maybe help your children, nieces, nephews, students, grandchildren, whoever it might be with theirs. Again, I just want to note that it's impossible in just one podcast here to cover all the material that is in my book. So I just encourage you to, to get the book. We're, we're not going to be able to, for instance, cover what, what is really important to know about uh, not just before you sort of understand learning styles, is really understanding uh, how you approach learning. And, and there's a telescopic approach and a wide angle approach. And those are two different approaches. And it's helpful to understand those. But we just don't have time to get into all that today, but you can get the book and read more about that. But let's let's talk about these four styles here for a moment. The first is the imaginative style. The imaginative learner favors feeling and reflecting. They would ask themselves, why do I need to know this? They learn best in environments where interpersonal relationships are developed. Because they're comfortable with their feelings and are people-oriented, they learn through questions and listening and sharing ideas. The imaginative student is an observer of people. They see the big picture or broad overview more than the small details. They can see all sides of issues being presented. So this style is about talking, listening, watching, responding, brainstorming, examining viewpoints. So it's, it's easy, I think, to see then that imaginative learners work well in groups. Now they can enjoy, you know, quiet reading, but they're, they, they do well in a, in a group learning environment. They do have difficulty giving oral presentations, memorizing large amounts of abstract information, especially with long verbal explanations. They dislike settings where mistakes are openly criticized, where they can't discuss their perceptions, or where there is some degree of confusion or conflict. This style puts perception before judgment, reflection before action, subjective knowledge before objective fact. I mean, that, that's, that's worth saying again. I mean, perception before judgment, reflection before action, and subjective knowledge before objective fact. So these learners prefer to make decisions based on feeling and are experiential as, say, opposed to conceptual. 
an imaginative learner may be underappreciated just because people don't appreciate their particular style. In terms of conflict, you know, they can really help people stay together and uh, have more harmony, but this is not necessarily the way that, you know, people can appreciate them for that. They can make people feel welcome. They use their life experience as a foundation for gaining knowledge. This is an interesting way of thinking about it. They think in paragraphs more than sentences. The more they talk, the greater their knowledge becomes. So you can see that many classroom settings don't really favor this style of learning. By the way, this style of learning is more favored in graduate school. Take it from a guy who's went to graduate school a couple times, more than say undergraduate college or certainly high school. This, this style needs, this kind of learner needs to talk and interact. They want to know, you know, the classic line, how much you care before they care how much you know. They're those kind of people. They can disrupt the class with uh, talking too much or monopolizing conversation. Now, obviously, the learning style of a teacher dictates their teaching style. So this is, you know, this is very interesting to kind of just think about your teachers you've had in the past. And you can see how maybe the way the classroom was run is indicative of the kind of style that the teacher had. And that teacher then naturally kind of goes in, in that direction. So do you see yourself in this style? Do you say, oh, wow, that's me. Yeah, that's me all the way. And you can see then how the sort of classic classroom setting probably didn't work so well for you. But maybe now in a work environment, a team, say team environment, you flourish and you're like, yeah, why didn't I get better grades? You know, I could, I just, I'm, I'm really good at my job. And it is, it has more to do learning style than, than, than anything else, like, you know, performance or somehow you underperformed and now, you know, you're living up to your performance uh, as an adult. The next learning style is the analytic style. These learners favor thinking and reflecting. They ask themselves, what do I need to know? They learn by listening and observing. They expect the teacher to be the primary source of information while they listen and evaluate the value of the information presented. These are students who learn best the way most teaching has traditionally been done. And so they are likely considered to be the best students. They want to get all A's, they want to have all the right answers, and the their style of learning fits the traditional classroom style. They have a knowledge-oriented style. They analyze and classify ideas and experiences. They're excellent at conceptualizing material, highly organized, and they're comfortable with data and details. They're good at step-by-step -step tasks. They're confident in their intellectual ability attracted to structure and committed to making the world more understandable. 
And you can see again with these characteristics how people with this learning style are going to flourish. Because many of those qualities are, are highly prized in academia. And of course, many of those work quite well in various professional settings also. Analytic learners are uncomfortable in unfamiliar learning environment. They want facts, they want objective explanations, primarily delivered through lectures. These learners can work independently, but only with clear direction. They have difficulty working in groups or noisy, high activity environments and in any sort of uh, ambiguous situation. They also tend to have trouble with role playing in terms of a learning environment, group learning environment, open-ended assignments, non-sequential instructions. They value facts and figures. They value smart people and they value being right. Analytic learners are curious about ideas the style that they have, you know, just this learning style, enjoys taking notes, defines themselves by how smart they are, see themselves as intellectual. Now, again, because of the learning style is so ideally suited for traditional classroom education, they see themselves then as being smart because they get good grades because their learning style works well in the traditional environment. So they're highly competitive, they are all about the right and wrong answer, and they don't like any method where there's not a clear winner. This is the style that probably most parents would like their children to have because teachers love analytic learners, and uh, those who have this style certainly love teachers who do classic uh, traditional education. They listen. You know, they follow directions, they find the right answers. Teachers, of course, like that. Most people will think they're smart. Doesn't mean their IQ is necessarily higher than someone with another learning style, but it would appear that they're smarter. They get, you know, high grades and they get into top colleges. Their rational thinking is highly regarded, and in, in, certainly in certain fields like medicine, law, engineering, things like that. Now, this is my learning style. So, you know, I mean, I see all this and I, I recognize the benefit that you can have when you have the, this kind of learning style. It just results in exactly what I'm talking about here. You, you do get better grades. The teachers like you. And, uh, you know, I'm a guy that graduated from Duke University and Boston College. So, you know, you get into top schools. It, it, it is geared in your direction. There's no there's no doubt about it. Now, an analytical style learner is definitely more about thinking than feeling. Their thought processes tend to be about what is rational, logical, critical, critical thinking in, in the not in in the pure sense of that word, not in criticizing, but in the, the ability to evaluate. And these are the kind of people that. Uh, will want to read the Bible, read Christian books, uh, evaluate truth in terms of the Christian message. 
And because they're more knowledge oriented than people oriented, they can come off as uh, demanding, superior. They can have that uh, not, not tolerant of people sharing from a more uh, feeling generated foundation. Again, doesn't mean they are, but they can appear to be that way. Uh, that's that's for certain. Okay, how about a third learning style? The common sense style. Common sense learners favor thinking and doing. They tend to ask themselves, how does this work? They like to work with ideas and see if they are rational and workable. These learners want to test out theories in the real world and put them into practice. You know, what have they learned? Let's, let's, let's do it. They're hands-on. They use their own ideas. They evaluate problems and they solve them. They, they love to get the job done. So people of the common sense learning style excel when dealing with what is practical and of immediate importance. They simply learn best when learning is combined with doing. They're great problem solvers because they're drawn to understand how things work. They believe in their ability to, to get a task accomplished or meet a deadline. They are active. They need, they need opportunities to, to physically move around, you know, not just stay in a, in a desk, in a seat, but to be able to, to move around. They're, they're productive, they can be very productive, and they prefer to learn through active problem solving. So uh, constructing and manipulating things physically, step-by-step uh, -step procedures. They, they enjoy demonstrations, experiments, competitions, things like that. Common sense learners have a difficulty when Reading is the primary way of learning, and they have no opportunity to test out what they have been taught. You see how this works again, say, a, a more traditional classroom setting. They have trouble with uh, paradoxes, uh, with ambiguous choices, open-ended academic tasks. The style is about facts before ideas, action before reflection, and judgment before perception. Sound like you? Maybe. They value strategic thinking above philosophical thinking. Action and doing are their strategies for learning. They think about problems logically, break them down into parts, then pieces, then develop a, a workable solution. They're motivated by how to make something useful. They want to connect everything they're learning to the moment. They live in the here and now. They need to be able to make sense of things quickly. If they see no conceivable use for information, they, they, they can dismiss it as unimportant. And because they need to move as a part of the learning process, then they, they can't just do things that simply can be done in their heads. They require actions. Their minds cannot be fully activated if their hands or another part of their body are not moving. Now, do you see then how some boys can struggle in, say, traditional classroom settings? I raised two sons, so I understand 
I understand how this operates. The boys want to move. In fact, at one point or another in both of my boys' education, they spent time at an all-boys school. And if you've ever had that opportunity to, to experience that or see that, it's just amazing how an all-boys school welcomes this type of learner. And so boys can do poorly in another school and go into an all-boys school that understands the importance of movement and hands-on and they can flourish. These are the kind of boys that will literally break a toy so that they can take it apart and see how it works. Not because they're destructive or violent. They strive to make things work, to make things right. They are more concerned about logical consequences than personal feelings. And, and again, people like this are just super valuable. You can see how people like this can be carpenters and plumbers and electricians, as well, by the way, as, as many other kinds of jobs. These are the kind of people that, because of their, their learning style, can really have a a very significant practical impact, including in, say, the, the world of, of, of Christianity and the church, where they're the champions of compassion ministry and they really want to, you know, help the homeless and, and mentor kids and serve at a food pantry and fix uh, single mom's cars and all those sorts of things. The final style is the dynamic learning style. Dynamic learners favor creating and acting. They tend to ask, what can this become? They want action in the learning process, but rather than thinking rationally about a project and the steps to take, they want to follow hunches for new directions or possibilities. They are risk takers who love to start something new from information they've learned or uh, even take an existing idea or project and then put their own creative spin on it. Flexibility and being change friendly are their hallmarks. When they learn something new, they get excited, and then they come up with an array of ideas for how that can be moved forward. They are comfortable with the ambiguity, and they're, they're proud of their sub subjectivity and not being necessarily objective, and they're willing to take risks. I mean, this is just the kind of, uh, of person they are. They want to enrich their learning experience by extending it beyond traditional methods. Instead of writing a, a paper on juvenile justice, they would rather go to the juvenile court and, you know, learn there. These kind of learners challenge boundaries for the sake of growth and change. They believe in their ability to, to influence in a positive way. So these are, you know, people that become entrepreneurs. They look for unique aspects and the information they learn and they're open to learning by trial and error. This style likes to learn through talking and self-discovery and finding creative solutions to problems. They engage in just a, a free, you know, sort of, sort of free forum of ideas. See which one, you know, throw everything up on the wall, see which one sticks. Because their interpersonal skills are, are good, they can embrace open-ended learning tasks with lots of options and, and subtlety. They, they have difficulty with fixed routines where they're not allowed to question the why. And they have trouble with methodical tasks as well as visual complexity. 
and time management. These dynamic learners view everything with a future orientation. They enjoy ideas and consider learning fun because of the variety. Flexibility defines who they are. They don't have to see a project through from idea to implementation. They, they may have 10 ideas when everyone else has one. Ideas come so naturally to them that they may value good ideas more than they value a fully developed plan. They can enjoy new ideas so much, by the way, they can lose interest in their, uh, say, old, old ideas. So this kind of learner is willing to, you know, take a risk and not fear failure. And they are willing to go it alone if need be it. They'll, they'll do that. They're the kind of learners that are often heard using the word but, you know, but, but what about this? Uh, but what about that? They, they, uh, they can be leaders because of their ideas and their enthusiasm. They may have difficulty acknowledging the contribution of those who think more traditionally or analytically. So they have to be careful if they're in a place of leadership that, uh, that they're not undisciplined and they don't appear to be egotistical. So there you go. That's just a quick overview of these learning styles. And I bet you, as I was talking today, one of those jumped out at you and said, wow, that sounds a lot like me. Or maybe you're a parent and you're like, boy, that sounds exactly like my daughter or my son. And this is why this kind of information is so helpful. And so I hope you'll uh, dig into it more. Obviously, the book will help you to be able to do that. There's an inventory at the end of every chapter of each in the books of each chapter. So you can kind of identify and help yourself to learn, learn more about yourself. And I just encourage you to do that and join us again next week because we're going to continue to talk about more styles like leadership styles and uh, work styles, for instance. So I look forward to seeing you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.